Bullshit. It's the No BS Marketing Show. I'm Dave Mastovich, CEO of Mass Solutions, the world's only no bullshit marketing firm. In today's episode, I'm talking about the new wave of mall rats, Generation Z, and how their frequent visits to shopping malls offers brands who are paying attention the opportunity to connect with this newfound target market. Also, you know I like to spring guests on you, so I'm going to have a surprise Gen Zer on the show. Now, I have to admit, when I came across this article titled, A New Crop of Mall Rats in Bloomberg Business Week, I was a little taken aback. After all, when I think of the current state of shopping malls, I think about failing stores like JCPenney and Sears, or of failing malls like in Pittsburgh, the Century 3 mall that closed down. And of course, I also think of the committed group of older mall walkers who use the empty walkways to get in their steps for the day. However, as I continued to read the article, it became apparent that maybe malls aren't doing as bad as I once thought, and that's due in part to Generation Z, which is a group of kids who were born after the mid-1990s. Generation Z follows the millennials. We've heard so much about the millennials. We're starting to hear more about Generation Z. Now we're going to hear about Generation Z and malls. According to the International Council of Shopping Centers study, about 95% of Gen Zers visited a physical shopping center in a three-month period in 2018, compared with 75% of millennials and just 58% of Gen X consumers. So why do Gen Zers love brick-and-mortar shopping malls? Because smart brands are creating immersive experiences to accommodate the wants and needs of this important demographic. How so? For starters, they're not fighting their attachment to their smartphones. Instead, they're embracing it and using it to their advantage to create Instagrammable experiences and in turn brand advocates. Now, you know I've talked about how we moved from an industrial economy throughout the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s into a service economy in the 80s and 90s. And then in the new millennium, this century, it became an experience economy. We all live for experiences. It makes complete sense that some retailers are trying to create Instagrammable experiences and in turn have brand advocates or the more cliche term, influencers. Let's take Forever 21, for example. This top brand among teenagers deals out 21% discounts to customers who have their phone in hand and snap a picture of themselves in a Forever 21 outfit, post it to social media with a designated hashtag and show their post at the register, getting a 21% discount just by taking a picture of yourself, putting it on Instagram, and your followers see it, it gets shared, and so forth. So smart move by Forever 21 to actually create brand advocates rather than pay influencers. And that's the big trend as you've seen all these influencers making money on YouTube and other venues. And we have a lot of what I call fake influencers because so many people are going and getting the second and third and fourth tier influencer and saying, I have a picture of this uh, this this uh, rapper who has a beer and he's wearing this and he's taking this picture and, and I'll show my sons and I'll say, hey, one of our competitors did this for a client and they'll say, I don't even know who that one is. So that's what I call, you know, at the very least, B-list 
influencers or even C-list influencers. So we saw a lot of paying of influencers, which I'm not saying is completely a failed strategy. I just don't think it's as good of a strategy as this brand advocate one that Forever 21 is using because they're taking anyone and letting them be able to be a part a brand advocate, whereas trying to have a fake influencer because you can't afford the real influencer because there are real influencers that might be sad and like maybe we all can't understand why certain people are real influencers, but there are real influencers. But once you get past that A list of influencers, you get to the B and C and D level list of influencers, it's not as effective of a marketing strategy. So focusing on real brand advocates, everyday people, is what Forever 21 did. The hashtag F21 promo has been used about 20,000 times, and that's 20,000 times that Forever 21 has expanded their reach to consumers outside of their network and growing more and more each day. Macy's is another prime example. The company unveiled a colorful shop in a shop called Story in 36 of its locations. At their flagship store in Herald Square, they've taken a huge pillar and covered it entirely with Crayola crayons, added a ping pong table, rainbow tunnel, and the world's largest light bright wall. All of these are primed for Instagram and that's Macy's goal as these spaces are swapped out every two months with the hope and intent that will give Gen Z consumers a reason to come back to their stores, interact with the new setup, and share their experiences on social media. Now, neither of these strategies are flawless, and they have gaps in them, but they're making an attempt, Forever 21 and Macy's making an attempt to reach Generation Z and have Generation Z influence itself by influencing their peers. In the eyes of Gen Z consumers, social media is the axis on which their world turns. And the faster that brands recognize this and move super fast to showcase the latest trends, the better their odds are of building brand awareness and creating and nurturing relationships with this target market. What can you learn from these examples? The main takeaway is that there's immense value in taking the time to do your research and collect marketing intel to help you understand your customer opportunity. Not just understand your customer, but understand your customer opportunity. Take the time to do the marketing intel, the market research, to understand your customer opportunity, but then act on it. I talk to so many business owners who find things out, but then don't act on it. And it takes courage to act on things. And I know I sometimes don't act on information that I have to take mass solutions to the next level. That's because it takes courage to overcome our fears. So take the time to do the marketing intel, the market research, to help you understand your customer opportunity. Not just understand your customer, but your customer opportunity. And then act on those marketing solutions so that you can leverage real marketing and change the game. By doing so, you're putting yourself in a position to create opportunities that give you that chance to again and again and again leverage real marketing and real messaging to reach and influence your target markets. It's apparent that Forever 21 and Macy's clearly understand their customer opportunity with respect to Gen Z. Now, they know they're going to have to tweak and change that strategy again and again, but they've committed to trying to influence that market. They've taken active measures to make sure that they capitalize on the next wave of the mall rat, Gen Zers. With that in mind, like Saturday Night Live's weekend update, I like to bring guests from the cast of characters in my life to the No BS Marketing Show. Today, we have our resident Gen Z expert, potentially a mall rat himself, the one and only 
Carter Mastovich. Carter, welcome to the show. Hey, it's like my sixth time on here. I'm beating T-Rod out. That's, think, right? that's the goal. You had told me two things after you listened to the Mass Solutions AAU podcast, which was all about the Mass Solutions class of 2015 that we spent about 10 years with that team. It was our longest running team, and they were a unique set of individuals. And we had a coaching staff of five and parents that we got to know and f- became like family and friends. And you said to me, Dad, love the show, but that wasn't the best Mass Solutions AAU team. Yeah, you're right. It was my team. My team was the best Mass Solutions team to ever be on the Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh area. We were always ranked number one. Yeah, you were ranked number one in Pittsburgh, and then in your sixth grade year, you got to be on the number one ranked team in the country. So you first brought that up, and you said, I wanted to make sure that me, I was aware, you wanted to make sure that I was aware that uh, while you loved the class of 2015 and you loved the episode, you felt your squads were were better. And that's okay. You can you can give that opinion. And the second thing you said is, Dad, I think T-Rod has now tied me for a number of appearances on the show. And so we have uh, retained Ernst & Young to go back and do a audit to count the numbers of shows and appearances by guests to see whether you and T-Rod are now tied or if this puts you over the edge. I, uh, I remember telling you personally, I think, in our living room that I was going to be the, um, the top, the top one on the show. And I said that if T-Rod takes my Ryan, I'm going to pretty pretty mad well t-rod's done a great job and uh we enjoy having him on the show so let's see if you can now also do a great job so tell me about generation z and the mall uh, not so much specifically about the macy's promotion or uh, the forever 21 promotion just tell me your perspective does gen z still enjoy the mall as generations before because growing up as a gen xer the mall was that was part of gen x big time uh, the boomers not so much because malls hadn't hit until after they were uh, in their uh, 20s or 30s, whereas Gen X, anyone that was born in the Gen X generation was at a mall from age 8 on. So teenagers tended to like the mall, 13 to 18 years old. Is Gen Z doing that? Um, I think more than ever because I know people that go to the mall every week and they just buy whatever they want with their parents' card, and I don't do that personally, but I know a lot of people do, and people buy shoes, people are loving shoes, and certain brands um, one, uh, one brand in Pittsburgh right now, Nolak, that one, that's one that a lot of people, um, are my age and people that I know, we buy that a lot. And I just think that's, that's a cool brand. That's not in malls. I don't think that's just a regular store in Pittsburgh, but malls itself, a lot of people are still shopping in malls and it's, I think it's booming more than ever. What is, what is the mall culture done? What have malls in the region done that you noticed that kind of got you to go there? And is there anything creative that they're doing, or is it just they're actually not doing creative things and you're just going because you have no other choice? You just figure go there because something to do. Um, they really haven't done anything uh, innovative. They've just put Starbucks in and Dunkin's and just different coffee places in that people that people love to go there. They take a picture and put it on there. Oh, I was at Starbucks. Like like we all care, I guess. But. Yeah, that, that's, I guess, what they're doing. Not really much different from your days, I guess. What did you think about the two promotions that I mentioned, uh, the discount if you take a picture and then show it at the uh, checkout for Forever 21, that one? Um, that's that's actually pretty big in, in my gen. My gen, uh, we love to have people notice us, <laughs> to say the least, and to have someone be able to put something on there and act like they're an ambassador or a model of that company. That's very big to them, and to get a discount, a free discount for no, for nothing, just putting it on your Instagram or Snapchat, that's that's pretty cool. What did you think about the Macy's one, which 
I think that might be skewing more towards 13, 14 year olds just because they were talking about how they were making it uh, the rainbow tunnel and all kinds of things with the Crayola and all kinds of different ways to make a section of the mall look a little bit different. Um, that doesn't necessarily apply to me and my age because I'm like 15, 16 year old um, age range. I think that's more so like 12 year olds, 11 year olds, people that are younger that they like to go out and get a picture in front of that wall. I don't think necessarily that my peers and I would do that. With respect to Generation Z and being mall rats, we have Carter Mastovich, our uh, resident Gen Z expert, and uh, he's given us his feedback on the Forever 21 and the Macy's promotions and going to the mall. Let's shift gears just slightly to get another Gen Z perspective. So Barstool Sports gets thrashed a lot in the media for uh, many things ranging from uh, it's a male culture and um, there's a lot of like derogatory comments made about Barstool's style, their audio, their video, their writing with respect to just just how it's made fun of more like it's misogynist or else or, or just flat out dumb jock type uh, sports. You're a big fan of Barstool, and uh, today we actually caught Dave Portney on another show, Dave Portney, the president of Barstool. Give me your perspective on why is Barstool appealing to a Gen Z guy like yourself and your friends? Well, I love Barstool because they just don't hold back and they'll say whatever they mean. And, and today you have to watch everything you say, but Dave Portnoy and Barstool, uh, they just say whatever they want. Like in pizza reviews when he says, all right, Frankie, and he's just like, he just goes out there and like doesn't matter if you are standing there and you're watching him and be like, get a load of this guy. Like, look at this guy. You think he can give me a look? And he's, ten- he's like a New Yorker and he's cool and he just says whatever he wants. And he came up with the big phrase, Saturdays are for the boys, which is has been uh, like just known by almost everyone that you know in Gen Z. Everybody knows Saturdays are for the boys, and that's just a cool barstool statement. I, I, I they do have uh, some cutting edge humor with respect to sports, so I do check out barstool from time to time, and I have seen some of the the criticisms as well. What I've noticed is uh, just a whole difference from generations in the society how we've become. Uh, attention is 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 so much more uh, important to grab someone's attention for a brief time, but then paying attention is very difficult for the generations that have been raised in the environment of the high speed. And I think it's for every generation, but it's even worse for for Gen Zers. So one thing I noticed about Barstool is an incredible amount of typos, and the writing is uh, is not super tight, but it's funny. And humor, so they have the creative big idea stuff down. They are able to take an angle on a story and make it funny. I just laugh because being of an, a natural editor, I find so much of their their writing when you're scanning the blog to have uh, some just structural and doesn't flow as well as it could be. And then, like I said, a lot of typos. So that's something that a Gen Xer notices about a Gen Z and Millennial. Uh, outlet although portnoy's probably probably is a gen xer yeah portnoy um he he's cool because he he can um reference like the gen xers like you and the hip people of your era but he also applies to the millennials big millennials a lot of millennials and gen zers now 
and I, I think that's pretty cool because he can he, he can reach many generations with his um, with his media outlets. I do like how they followed the lead of Bill Simmons, who uh, was, I believe, the first to really blog and change how the formality of sports coverage and to pull pop culture into it. And Bill Simmons, like him or hate him, was great at that. I like him. I think he's good. But I know some people are tired of him. But Bill Simmons started that with uh, doing something that I've always done in, at a much more tiny level, but I've always incorporated pop culture into my humor about uh, business and about marketing and about sports and tying it all together. And Barstool does do that because they'll pull in pop shows from, you know, that, that were watched by millennials 20 years ago and, of course, watched by Gen Xers as well. But they're able to pull in pop culture and sports and they're able to bring in movies and make references and like you said they actually make references that are educating gen z about things that gen x watch which i really like because then you and alec and brevin kind of hear about a movie or something that was from 1995 and you guys then go look into it and so i do like how they bridge bridge those generations yeah i don't really know what to say about that it's it's true i like how they bridge it um the p the pizza reviews are pretty cool because I know that when we go to New York or when we travel, like we've been in New York, Cali, um, Miami, we've always been to a pizza place because we love pizza, and just going in and you have your little annotation to it. You you say um, you don't say all right, Frank. You say um, one bite, and you just say one bite when you when you take the pizza slice, and you're just like one bite, but it's it's uh, actually all right, Frankie. One bite, everybody knows the rules, but he takes a little more than one bite. So I just think that he like something that everybody loves pizza he applies that to gen x and gen z and how we can um bond and <laughs> rate a pizza and it's not as good as minio's most of the times but yeah i just think that's pretty cool uh, for for the, our listeners that haven't checked out barstool sports and the pizza thing uh the president founder of barstool sports has done this thing that i'm late to the game i've only noticed it about a year or so ago but i'm assuming it's four or five years probably that he just finds famous pizza places and he goes in there's one camera and him he stands in front of the place and he says the same line that carter said that uh, i don't want to try to butcher it but he says the same line go ahead carter what's the line one bite everybody knows the rules and then he starts off with all right frankie when it comes out the door and he and he doesn't take one bite. He takes like ten bites, and then he and that's the humor. So then he can then he continually rates them all. But what's great about that is then fans of the show, like Carter, will say to me the next time we are in New York, we're going to go to this one because I had always gone and wrote, written the list of five or seven or eight pizza places that I'd heard about in New York, and we every time we travel, we try to hit two or three of those. So now he's added the barstool pizza places, and uh, and they are usually typically good. And I agree with you that they often don't match uh, match Minio's. Or Fiori's, got to say both, because um, in my office there's always the fight between Minio's and Fiori's, and so we'll say both. They're different breeds of pizza, man. One's really thick. You got to be you got to be a man to eat the Minio's, but Fiori's. but not Caliente's, the supposed oh, best pizza not, oh in the United States. What well, you talk about BS marketing, but uh, that's a whole other story. So, any other thoughts about Gen Z and how the mall was impacted and? Uh, Gen Z in general, how we how we should market to Gen Zers for any clients that we land that are targeting Gen Zers. We have our resident guest, Carter Mastovich, who is now either tied with Tom Rodriguez or ahead of Tom Rodriguez and guest appearances. Ernst and Young will give us the exact detail on that. But Carter, any other thoughts about Gen Z that you want to say or any shout outs you want to give? Uh, well, actually, a shout out for my man, Xander, my boy. 
he uh he tagged Fortnite in one of his posts and he got over 1500 likes when he doesn't have that many uh he has like he has like 2000 followers so he usually gets around like 700 800 and he got 1500 likes just because he put um tagged Fortnite in there and that's that was pretty cool to me all right was he well, thank you, Carter, for being on the No BS Marketing Show. This marks the end of another episode of the No BS Marketing Show, recorded from our studios in bold, beautiful downtown Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Remember, ask yourself, what's the big idea? And build your story around the answer. It's all about bold solutions, no BS.